and welcome. This is Trials and Tribulations. I'm Phil Airy and I've got my two cohorts. Sarah Owen Hughes and me, Faith Douglas. Happy Easter, everybody! Happy Easter! Happy Easter! Boing into spring. It is, yes, <laughs> it's spring. And let's hope it's the really good weather. Oh, you can only hope, can't you? I know, but let's face it, it's been fantastic weather um, around Somewhere. April, May. <laughs> no, it's been fantastic weather in the UK. Yeah. Absolutely, heat wave. Yeah. Remember when we went into lockdown last year? Yeah, yeah. We were all thinking... This is all right. Yeah, absolutely. We're all sat yeah. in the uh, in the well, some of us in the garden, but we're all there getting the sun rays. So it, mm. it's usually pretty nice. But it's sometimes summer that lets it down. Easter's really early this year, though, so who knows? It's right mm. at the beginning, isn't it, of, uh, of April? So yes. it's it's really early. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens because it's the only Christian or religious festival that's based around the, c- the cycle of the moon. So it changes each year. Mm. And that's why you have to plant your potatoes. So my friend Joe Maiden would always plant mm. his potatoes right bang in the middle of Easter because mm-hmm. that was the time to do it. And they used to do competitions yeah, and send it out to schools and then they'd bring it back and wait and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I've always planted my potatoes at Easter. And do you, do you know why? No. Because no? Okay, so my friend told me to. Because <laughs> your friend told you to. So, well, there's, there's two reasons. So one reason is... It's biodynamic. So if you are somebody who plants according to the waxing and the waning of the moon, because the Easter weekend is based around the full and the new moons, it's a really auspicious time so that the ground is is turgid. That means it's wet and it's warming up. And so it's very responsive to potatoes being planted. So there's been a historic tradition of people always planting at the Easter weekend, whether or not there was a Christian festival there, because it, it tied in with the l- lunar calendar. But the other reason was was cultural and is more modern, and it's to do with the fact that traditionally people would have Good Friday off work, mm. and the pubs would be shut, so people weren't drinking their salaries away. You could go to the allotment and dig over and plant your potatoes on Good Friday. You can't on Sunday, because again, Sunday was the day that you went to church. So it's a really good time to do that first bit of growing in your garden or your allotment to get your plants started for the year. Right. Now you see, there you go. Every day's a school day. Oh, it's just, you learn, learn, <laughs> Whether learn. Whether you want it to be or not. <laughs> it, but I, I, love, I love Easter. Mm. I, like that, I like the fact that the grandchildren come round and we have Easter hunts. Do you yeah. have Easter hunts? Absolutely. Well, I didn't think you, I thought you would, uh, you know. Absolutely, it's kind of, uh, my family's known for its Easter egg hunts, actually. Really? Uh, the kids, I think Elliot's been preparing the plans for the Easter egg hunt, even though I do, not him, for months. Right. Made up pretty much from Christmas to Easter, is all yeah. about the Easter egg hunt. And I don't just do it around the house or in the garden, but it goes through the woods. So it's a pretty long wow. and drawn out Easter egg hunt. And I'd put a great deal of effort into it, because I think it's as much fun as much as the kids do looking for things. So when, when do you when do you uh, go around and plant all the Easter eggs? I don't plant them, Phil. Sorry. When, where do they grow? <laughs> <laughs> so generally I do it first thing in the morning. I get up early. I make my hunt up there and then, actually. 
I don't do that much planning. I go out, I've got these little plastic um, eggs, which I hang from trees, which is, it takes a bit of time to do that with the cotton and throwing mm-hmm. it through this tiny hole. And they're pretty big eggs. And inside these eggs are filled with things for my children. So um, for the two of them at the moment, one's dairy-free, bless her, uh, and soya-free. So she's kind of limited to the, the chocolate. Uh, so what I tend to do is put the, do you remember the little yellow fluffy chicks that you oh, get? And little fluffy bunnies. Yeah. I fill them with those. So they've right. got these little chicks. They're the same chicks each year. <laughs> Some of them a bit squished, a bit flattened, <laughs> a bit fond looking, but I pull them, pull them back around and put those in. So they follow this trail of these eggs hanging from the trees or um, resting down holes. And in each one rolled up is a, a clue which tells them the direction for the next Easter egg to find, and then right at the end, which usually ends in the garden yeah. near the house, um, is where they will find their Easter eggs. But yeah, and do you do that on a Sunday morning? Yeah, we do that every the Sunday morning, and I always do a, a an Easter tree as well, so a bit like a Christmas tree. Mm. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, much smaller, and we make it ourselves, so it's a stump, mm-hmm. and we uh, stick a fresh branch in it each year, each year generally mm. older or whatever we found in the woods laying on the floor that looks nice mm-hmm. and we uh, hang lots of little eggs and chicks and bunny rabbits get wrapped to it and a bit of moss of course moss mm-hmm. gets in there not the balls no but the, <laughs> the other type of <laughs> you're shaking so your it's an, outs- an outside tree so no no it comes inside it comes inside, goes on yeah, the kitchen table nice, yeah. and, and it will fill the kitchen yeah it's um we'll love it absolutely love it and i noticed the other day i was looking uh, for the said Easter tree base, and actually the moss that can I just say, going back to moss that I glued on the base last year is growing and thriving and lovely. Mm. So I'm going to reuse the base this year. Fantastic. Just get a new twig. Yeah. So for all the dog walkers around Thought Perro, <laughs> there's them chocolate in them trees. No, no. <laughs> Not in Thorpe, it's in the private. All right. The private all right. Okay then. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what, the, the, one of the best. Uh, times I have at Easter was in Romania. Oh, yeah. And it's called Pest. Yes. I, I think. Anyway, it's fabulous. It doesn't have Easter eggs, and this is really weird. What you do is you all have a starting point. Mm-hmm. So one family goes to see another family. Yeah. And you go and have cake, coffee, cognac. Use a lots of this, <laughs> this stuff called palinka. It's moonshine. <laughs> it's like 50%. It's proper. So anyway, so what you do then is the women get sprayed perfume in their hair. Right. And then once you've had your cake, your coffee, which is usually an espresso. Yeah. And you've had your cognac or palinka or vodka, whatever it is. You go to the next house with both households. And then all the women there get sprayed with with the perfume. But you have more palinka, more vodka, more coffee, more cake. So you've got your sugar rush, you've got your caffeine rush, and you're drunk. And you all smell of perfume. Can Can I just say, why were the women being sprayed with perfume in the hair? I don't know because by the time you got to the third house, you don't no care. decays. <laughs> it's like a fantastic follow my leader, isn't it? Or sardines. I like that because it, it's a tradition. I don't know why. Maybe I need to look it up, but I think it's great. Let can me we leave the perfume spray now. Can we do yeah. that? We can do. We can certainly do that. Although it's quite a way to walk to your house. 
The thing is, with, with possibly in, <laughs> no, you're not drink driving. No, no, no. Buses. A little bit like uh, how it used to be when we were growing up. Yeah, maybe you're a little bit younger, but um, <laughs> not, that not that much. Fourteen. <laughs> so 20. you would have your friends and family quite close by. Yeah. And now we're all spread around about. You know what I mean? Well, let me tell you about paste eggs which ties in right. ties in with what you were talking about paste. which we think yeah. comes from eastern europe um mm. it's a tradition that my gran um who passed away two years ago aged 102 it's something she always did and all of her family did so we thought this was an easter tradition that everyone in the uk did and it was before chocolate before chocolate eggs really so what you did again on easter sunday you would wear your easter bonnet your freshly trimmed bonnet your, your, your best new clothes you'd go to church and then you'd go around and visit people and you'd be given a gift and it was good luck for the next year so it was a symbol of fertility and and success mm-hmm. in your life and so that was a, a head's egg so you get your eggs and you pick fresh spring flowers so cowslips primroses grape hyacinths work really well and you push them onto the eggshell you wrap the eggshell with the flowers attached just you know just held in place with brown onion skins and then you wrap it in newspaper and you boil them in a pan until the pan has a black film around the top from the newspaper print and the house smells of wet paper which is about 10 20 minutes something like that then you snip them off let them cool and then you just polish these eggs with a tiny tiny dab of butter and they look like freshly hatched conkers they have all the color from the different spring flowers they are really? beautiful you never know what you're going to get you can get little bits of wood chip and food dye and things that you could put in as well and so we always made them with my gran and she would have a a bowl with you know, 30 or 40 of these paste eggs on gleaming and it, in pride of place, fresh tablecloth, you know, beautifully embroidered tablecloth. And anybody who came to the house over the Easter weekend would be offered a paste egg. And there are games that children would pay, play where they try to crack them open using just the the, the, mm. uh, the the tip. Again, a bit like conkers. And it was just something that we always did. And sometimes when you ha- when you crack them open, the egg white is stained with the flour so the egg's not blown? No, no, it's a hard-boiled egg. So we would take them home and put them in our fridge and then use them to make very peculiar coloured egg mayonnaise sandwiches because quite often the colour has leached into the into mm. the egg itself. I'll, I'll, I'll do some for you because they are absolutely magnificent and we still do them every year with my children. It's something that we've, I've passed on to them. Mm. But the sort of the whole where it's come from has just been lost in the mists of time. But I have spoken to other people from Newcastle and the North East who've gone, oh, yeah, yeah. And some people call them pace eggs or pasty eggs. But that's, a, yeah, that's a, an Easter tradition that I've always done with my family. Well, we, we have goose eggs in the minute. Our oh, goose yeah. has started laying. Oh, that will be great. And recently, with, with my little girl to give her something to do, We've been blowing the eggs mm-hmm. and, and decorating them ready for Easter. We like to decorate eggs and things. Yeah. I've never heard of that. That is fascinating. Yeah. I'm going to bring you some goose eggs, please. Oh, nice yeah, 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 yeah. we'll do that. Amazing. Right, now this is my time to get my own back because, as you know, early, early doors in our podcast story... Phil, you interviewed me and put me on the spot and I found out things about myself I'd forgotten about and uh, my mother listened to it and said, 
I had no idea that's how you got into gardening, which was really lovely. Really? It's now my time to do the same to you. I don't like this. Yes, I know you don't. I know you don't. I like to interview people. I know. So I know. this is going to be strange. And for someone who's so outgoing, you're quite quiet deep mm. down. Aren't you? you're... Yes, I am very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous, but you're quite introverted yes. with, with an extroverted outer casing, yes. if you know yes. what I mean. I, yeah. I can put a show on when you want me to. Yeah, razzle-dazzle them. Yeah. <laughs> So, Phil, you started um, horticulture, you started mm. loving gardening. And uh, Was it, as a child, was it a parent or a grandparent? What, what happened to get you interested? Well, I think my grandparents were really big on gardening and that then gave my father a sort of... We had, we had the, the yearly go around to the allotments where they sold the annual plants, bought the plants... And it was it was at the time when everything was very regimental. So you would put the lobelia and Alison in in blue, white, blue, white yeah. round the thing. Yeah. And then you would put probably some pansies round the that bit. And then the next layer would be petunias. Yeah. And then the the, the back would be that the antirhythms or the big French marigolds. Yes, the formal formal yeah, the bedding. Form, the formal mm, bedding. Nice. Mm. Yeah. And then I remember being at being at school. I was just discussing this actually today from a friend of mine, uh, uh, Nigel, who's our tree surgeon up at Horticap. I said, I said, you see that that man in the field there in the cricket pitch, and he's cutting the grass. I remember sat in the school where I went, learning absolutely zero. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, they're teaching me fractions. I didn't mean I didn't. I couldn't even add up. Yeah. And then teaching me fractions. What yeah. the heck? I, I don't understand it. I just looked and I thought, I don't want to do any of this. However, I want to be on that tractor cutting yes. grass. Yeah. I could smell the grass coming through. It was. It's a smell that still to this day is the best smell in the world. And I used to watch that and I said, I want to be that person yeah. cutting grass. Yeah. Now, little did I know that eventually. But that was that was the start of things. Yeah. Plus, uh, I used to, now don't cry, but I used to get bullied a lot. I know that's hard to believe when I'm seven foot and built like a an outhouse. But I was bullied yeah. a lot um, at the school. So I would uh, jump school mm-hmm. because they were ready for jumping me at uh, yeah, and the bell went. Yeah. So I would leave early, as I would most days. And I would jump over the wall and there was a cemetery. Mm-hmm. You go to any cemetery. Mm-hmm. We do. We did this last week, and me and my wife we went into a cemetery, and you could be anywhere. You go into a cemetery. I don't know how they do this, but it's so quiet. It's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And I used to love going there because you know dead people can't hurt you. No. Yeah, that's yeah. really true. No, I like that. Um, logic, yeah. And you go and and I loved being in there. I just hearing the birds tweet, the the smell. You know the the smell of of, of growing plants, mm-hmm. and that's a hard thing, you know. But yeah, that that I think that cemented it. I think also with with gardening, it was well if you didn't have any qualifications, you could do gardening. Yeah, and I think that's real. Uh, I think that's completely changed now. Yes, yeah. Um, I hope that, so. No, it, it definitely has changed. Yeah. I mean, let's face it gardening is rock and roll now isn't it <laughs> again i hope so yes 
That means I'm cooler than I really am. You, you are very cool. You have probably done more things because you're a gardener yes. than any other job. Yeah, for sure. So when I so when I left school, I knew that's where I wanted to go because I was comfortable doing it. Yeah. I also had a teacher that when I did his, uh, I think it was rural studies. Right, yeah, yeah. Which was basically you lot can't learn, so look after chickens, yeah. grow some veg and throw them in there, keep them busy. Yeah. But what they did was they got my mind going thinking I yeah. I love this. It's hands on. I can work with I can work with animals. I can work with plants. This is what I want to do. Amazing. So that's that's what it all started. So then uh, I'm showing my ears now. YTS scheme. Oh yeah. She got twenty pounds a week. Yeah. And um, I went to a garden centre, and Fantastic. I did that for six months and loved it. Mm. And they said, "I know there's a job going at the working for the NHS doing the gardening team," and I started working there. And fantastic. Amazing. I learned so much. Went over to. The wonderful Shipley College. Oh, uh, little did I know a little a little man called Alan Titchmarsh used to go to Shipley College. Yes, and and funnily enough, he uh, apparently was turned down by Ask and Bryan College. He applied there when he was fifteen, and he was too young. Fool you! I know, I know. <laughs> biggest mistake they ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yes, when I when I, when I meet Alan, I'll say now then Shipley College. Yes, yeah, indeed, uh, only the best. You know, I mean, obviously he took a little bit of a curveball in his career yes. and I went a different way yeah. but um, I love uh, so I've always liked the gardening I did that for some some years and then like any young young person I wanted to make some more money so I went into landscaping yeah and I, I'd learned a lot about the plants I learned about the maintenance of things so I went into landscaping and did that but then mm -hmm. I came completely out of yeah. gardening what happened there uh, I think the main thing was my father died when I was when I was twenty five, and I lost interest in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Life in general, I just lost sure. it, you know, and I couldn't get me motivated, so I just didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So that, so I didn't. I, I, I just come out of it, went into a, a timber yard, got my HGV. I was driving wagons, but deep down, I always wanted to do care work. Mm -hmm. I've always fancied care work. Yeah. I, you know, I'm. I'm I'm pretty well a people person. I like meeting different people. I started working at the the deaf school uh, in the in the village. Working with um, the deaf community is well. It's just the the teenagers. I love teenagers. They're just feisty and beautiful, lovely, horrible people. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> They they really do yeah. keep you on your toes. They do, yeah. And I even on the very dark days when they were all horrible, I yeah. loved it, and would never badmouth it in that way. It's just beautiful working with these working with young people, and I still had this gardening mm. bug mm. to me, and I always wanted to to do the gardening th uh, thing again. I wanted to get yeah. back to it. A friend of mine said, "Well." There's a job at Horticap in Harrogate. Never heard of it. What, Harrogate or Horticamp? Both. Both. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I said, um, I said, I don't know. So I looked into it and it was working with adults with learning difficulties. So uh -huh. I thought, brilliant. 
So it's got the gardening, yeah. but it's continuing with the care, yeah. which I love doing. Yeah. And um, I even come here for less money. Yeah. Because I knew I wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, I haven't told them that I wanted to pay rise, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> they won't forgive me. And so I came here and it's just been fantastic. So now this gardening thing has got me doing so many different things. Yeah. We're on YouTube, yeah. we're on this podcast. We're on so many different, uh, we're on the radio and we're doing so much. The gardening's just really gone. It's, you know. it's opened the gate, hasn't it? It, it has. literally opened the garden yeah. gate yeah. for you. It has. So I'm doing so many different things now. I'm meeting so many incredible people. I met you. I know. Um, down at the showground. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I kept seeing this. Uh, Weird woman keep coming past and shouting at me. Um, <laughs> well, well I, th- I think it was our, we've both got a similar en- energy and passion for the yeah, subject, haven't yeah. we? So I remember seeing you getting out of the van and what felt like 500 students falling yes. out of the back of the van and they'd all go, I'm off for a brew. <laughs> and you'd be going, come on, you lazy ones. Come on, let's get mm. these things. Let's get it unloaded and then we can have a brew. And they always seemed to me mm. to do what you asked them. Mm. Yeah, My students were running off to fodder to go and get some food or Sainsbury's yeah. or sitting in the wheelbarrows and, and not w- working. But the joy that came out of those yeah. minibuses and vans every time the Horticap team turned up was a real inspiration for us. And I'd yeah. say to them, look, these guys are dealing with all manner of difficulties that you don't even know about and you can't even see with some of them. And look how much joy it's giving yeah. them. If you can get a little bit of joy out of gardening, then you're set for life. And, you know, I've got, I think, my first, no, it'll be my second student putting in a show garden at Harrogate this year. Who started off building show gardens with me. And I think that's the thing, you see. um, When I first started, I, the manager here, Ian, Mm -hmm. he just said to me, uh, oh, Phil, great Yorkshire show. I said, yep, it's a big show. There was a bit of a show garden. I went, never done one. Yeah. And he went, ah, just take some plants and take some uh, uh, a bit of gravel and a bit of soil and some flags and the and the and the uh, and the bench and just do what you want. Okay then, mm-hmm. all right. So there we are. Got in the van, got a few students. Yeah, went down, did this garden. Not very good. I've looked at it. So all right, the plants were great. Yeah, but, you know. And uh, somebody rang me. Said, "Oh, you, you've got a silver." It's a silver what? Silver award. I went, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. No, no, you got judged. I got judged. <laughs> I got silver. <laughs> really? And I had know. no idea. Oh, wow. That got me the bug. Yeah, of course. Um, the following year, yeah. I, raped, uh, I got a friend of mine called Neil, uh, Neil Beasley, fantastic dry stone waller. I said, come on, mate. You're yeah. going to help me. I want to get a better medal. Yeah. So off we went down for the weekend, put up this beautiful dry stone wall. Yeah. And all these plants, we got a backdrop from Les Packham. Yeah. Who's sadly no, no longer with us, but he was a fabulous supporter of us. Um, he did a beautiful backdrop of a really old farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, did that, got gold. Amazing. And that. It was the worst thing that happened because that was it. I got the absolute yeah. bug. Yeah. I wanted to do bigger and better every single year. Every year. But you've got a little trick, haven't you, in your horticap gardens? I've noticed the past three or four years, mm-hmm. you always build in 
a photo opportunity so as many people as possible not only do they photograph the garden they photograph themselves in the garden and there's always something that says horticap in a newspaper or a backdrop so you get lots of publicity and people look for your garden every year now don't they yeah i mean i uh we did the one year we, we we really went for it we did a big show and it was it was some sort of anniversary of world war Two. yes and we had a huge from uh, a friend of ours a big spitfire yeah big spitfire but what the students wanted at Horticap was they wanted a place, they wanted a, a street party. Oh, wonderful. So what what I came up with, I said, well, we can't really put a street party. It's just not, you know, we just yeah. haven't got enough space. So we put a table and chairs and we put a teapot. Yeah. And we put sort of like uh, afternoon tea, which is like sandwiches and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, all thick. Um, put that on there. And a couple of people said, can, can I have my photograph on there? I'm like, well, I think Amazing. so. I'm not sure. Anyway, then we just get people lining up wanting the photograph. Again again. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So now every time I do a garden, whatever the, whatever the theme is, whatever the display is, I put some sort of uh, key element, whether it's blocks of wood, mm-hmm. things of straw, somewhere that people can sit and have their photograph. But that then gives me another angle is there'll be a donation tin right, right next to it. Next to it. <laughs> and that raises us money as we're, we're a charity and yeah. um, it's, it's what um, it's it's the main reason why we do it is we we like to show uh, people how much uh, our students with learning difficulties, their ability with a little bit of guidance, yeah. of what they can achieve with yeah. their with their plants, and uh, we've started doing this paper mashy thing the where artwork, we, the yeah. artwork, yeah, with uh, Helen. Uh, it's just amazing what we're because we you do, do that through the winter, don't you? When the stu- yeah. there's not as much gardening work for the students to do, mm. so it's a rainy day activity. So they prepare yeah. all of these pieces of art and they are massive pieces of art you've had magic roundabout you've had the hobbit you've had some incredibly the yorkshire legends garden that you did the other year with all these effectively gnomes Mm. of of famous people were absolutely fantastic and i think i think the thing is it's uh because i work at horticat i get away with murder (laughs) i get away with having that fun element yeah that let's face it if i was a landscape gardener nobody would come anywhere near my show gardens that I can create with our yes. students. Yeah. They're not there's some great stuff in there. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I yeah. you know we we really go to town on these yeah. these gardens. People come up from year to year, what hot cap doing this yes. year. Yeah. As a landscaper, you need to sell your ways. And that's that's what we're doing. We're, we're yeah, showmen, yeah. we show people. Yeah. We're showing off yeah. our ability mm-hmm. as a as a landscape gardener. Uh, of what they can achieve, you can say, look, you know, this is this is a this is the garden I've come up with. This can then go directly to your house. Yeah. This is what you can do. Yeah. I don't do that. I say, let's enter another world. Let's yeah. enter the fantasy world of Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Or let's with have the a, rocket. Or I remember. <laughs> or let's 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 go to the magic roundabout. Yeah. And and we just have a bit of fun, and I want people to go. And have a smile and go. I love it. 
But also a lot of people say, oh, what's that plant there? Oh, it's a skimmy. Yeah. Oh, right, I didn't know that. that what, well, we've what, grown it, yeah. We've grown it, and it's up at the uh, garden centre, go up and, uh, and have a look. So so we, we obviously have a different element. The great news is the Harrogate Flower Show in Harrogate this May it's going ahead. Yeah. Um, I know the audiences and, and the the public are, um, it's like a quarter of it used to be. Yes. Everything is outside. Yeah. Or under cow sheds. Yes. But it's going to be, and we're going to get Nick Smith onto our uh, podcast. Fantastic. He's the, the uh, director he's, of he's the a, show. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get him on. Um, so we're excited. So we're mm-hmm. doing a show garden this year. Yep. Not the one we're going to do. Not telling you which of it is. But we're not going to do that one. We're going to do a different one because okay. the students aren't back yet. Yeah. And the whole thing about doing the show gardens is they love it. They yes. love the banter. They love seeing you. They yes. like seeing Phil Gummersall, our yeah. other friend, as the chairman of the uh, Allotment Society Association. And he and you and the other people that go down there, they love seeing it's yeah. like they're coming up and they're saying, oh, it's so-and-so, it's so-and-so, how are you doing? Well, it's like going to a festival for it them, is. isn't it? It's it a is. safe space. It's full of people who love plants. Mm. They quite clearly love showing people around their garden. They're very proud of it. I've seen them showing their parents and relatives and friends. And then they also sell plants yeah. at the flower show as well. And you see them working there at the Yorkshire show. I've seen them doing arts and crafts with children. And it's just a huge celebration of everything that they achieve at Horticap day to day being brought into the public arena in, in fact the, the only thing I've seen that's even been comparable was um, some young offenders do you remember they did a garden a couple of I years absolutely. ago they, well I don't know if they, you know, I remember the no, it prison. prison it was a it was prison, absolutely. and I remember the uh, the prison guard the, yes. the warden was there and I said these lads are fantastic. He yeah. says, do you know something? These lads are probably some of the worst people you've ever met. Yeah. I says, but they've been brilliant with our students. They've been yeah. brilliant with me. Yeah. He says, I know it's been, a, a different side it's been to them. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I can't remember which prison it was. It's Kirk Levington Grange. And I remember ah. because they all had slightly, you know, Teesside, Northeastern twins. Yes. And... I don't know if you remember this, the day before the show opened, so the day before, so judging was about to happen. Yep. And I saw one of the wardens, and he, he'd gone white, and he said, a fight's broken out on the minibus, they've all been sent back to the prison. <laughs> We've got nobody to help us finish the garden. And my students, who are adult learners, doing RHS qualifications, or very academic, or very driven adult career changers, or keen hobbyists, they all just down tools for me and said, well, you can manage Sarah, let's help. And they had the best day of their lives. They absolutely loved working because mm. some of the some of the prisoners came down eventually yeah. and they worked and worked and worked and they had the biggest ball. They yeah. absolutely loved it. It was an absolute joy working with them. Oh, absolutely. And, and, if, and our students didn't care. Well, no, that's the, well, I think that's the point, is that gardening is a great level. It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could have a PhD, but mm. if you like getting your hands dirty, yeah. um, you could be someone who's doing life for murder, and if you like getting your hands dirty, if you love plants, you have got something in common. Mm. And it that's, is. And that's, what I think, what you look for in people, is you look for that commonality. If you mm. love gardening, you can be my friend. Yeah. And, and yeah. you can see that it shines through here at Horticap. It, it you, does. You've got your new glass house, you've got your new shop and, uh, yeah. and upstairs 
entertaining area now, which is really exciting. And it won't be long before people go, couldn't be able to come. I mean, we we are we are open now. Yeah. But as a tea room, as an entertainment place, an event place. That is what we're looking forward and to. And you're getting... redoing the garden as well, aren't you? Oh, that's... Don't even start. That's oh, so big. Oh, so huge. massive. But it's something that needed to be done. Yes. Um, really good garden. It's been there ever since Hearticap started, yeah. probably 36 years ago. Um, it needed a revamp. Yeah. So we literally got Hacks, which is a local company, got Hacks yeah. in, flattened the thing. Yeah. Flattened it. Because it really wasn't good. For, for access for all. Yes. And we have a couple of suits with wheelchairs, but more importantly, we have the public in wheelchairs. Yeah. And we needed we need that garden to have access to everybody. Yeah. So that was the big motivation of redoing the garden. It's a bit of a nightmare because it's a bit of a quagmire. So mm-hmm. it's full of water and mm-hmm. there's no plants in, there's nothing sucking it up. So at the moment, it's a bit stale at the moment because we can't get in there to do stuff. Yeah. Um, but all we need is that spring to f- come up and the sun to dry things out and then we'll be in and doing it. So we can't wait yeah. to get that done. Yeah. And that will be done very, very shortly. Fantastic. That's really exciting. So, I th- yeah, I love it, a hearty cap. It's, it's, it's a combination of the care side of things that I yeah. like and the gardening. My time here has transformed what I do. Yeah. In fact... Uh, my wife will tell you, I I have less time at home because I'm always doing stuff. Yeah, I'm always doing stuff. I'm always going there to do talks, to go see meet people, and there's probably less time now because I'm going to have loads of people into our for events and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would I would tell anyone if if you've got a child that wants to get into gardening. Absolutely encourage them. Yeah. Because uh, because there's so many avenues. Yeah. Don't think for a minute, oh, well, you're going to you'll cut grass. No. Oh. No. My Lord. Yeah. There's so, so much, much out there. Yeah. You know, if you're a scientist, yeah. you've, you've got it in abundance there for, for, for your horticulture. If you want to look at trees, arboriculture, go that down that avenue. Yeah. If you want to go to agriculture, you go down that avenue. If you want to specialise on something like, grass or in the turf management there's so much out there yeah you know this the 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 person that does the turf management at Wembley yes I mean yeah top job yeah you I've, know? Got, I've got a student who works at Leeds United I've got a couple out in Dubai one is oh, out to America Atlanta <laughs> Yes, yes. So something called the Masters. He works. He you know, yeah. mows. He mows and maintains the turf, and it is a really highly technical job. Yeah. Um. So there's, there's huge opportunities. Plant science. If you're an engineer, mm. fixing some of these amazing high tech glass houses nowadays, yeah. growing hydroponically. There's some amazing yes. opportunities, aren't yeah. there? And and that's what I really love about here about Horticap is that you facilitate that opportunity for students who wouldn't get that opportunity ordinarily. No. You know, they they can achieve massive amounts. They can get qualifications with you as well. Yes. Because you've you've shown them that there's something that's accessible to them and that will give them joy for the rest I of think their the lives. Be- the best thing is uh, something called David. He's been with us quite a few years mm-hmm. now. He got his first accredited qualification, sitting gills. Yeah. And this is his first certificate he's ever had in his, in his life. life, and he was 62. Yeah. Amazing. 
the first time it's ever had a certificate accredited by somebody that's not also yes. hearty cap. Yeah. He got his at yeah. 62. And that's I think that's a real shame. Yeah. That, but now he's got it and he was yeah. so proud. Yeah, yeah. And he's gone on to get some more qualifications. Yeah. Very basic. Yes. Mind you, some of the basic questions I got wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're the hardest ones sometimes, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so our friend Rachel comes in and uh, teaches them. It's just been it's just been fabulous. And I think uh, it'll take me some uh, some doing to get away from Harticap, oh, I'll tell yeah. you what. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Can't, I can't see you leaving in a hurry. Oh, I might do. Don't say that, because they might not give me a pay rise. <laughs> Spring is traditionally a great cause for spat celebration. It's one of my favourite times of the year and it's a time to mark the beginning of new life. Now for many cultures it's also a time of returning warmth after long cold months when crops can be sown, food sources renewed and the beauty of life is celebrated. The Japanese Sakura or Cherry Blossom Festival is a wonderful example of this when friends and families wonder, they picnic and party beneath flowering cherry trees. You know, in this country, we celebrate Easter. Uh, the Europeans called it Ostra, and it was to mark the arrival of spring. And it's still celebrated by some modern pagans today. It's the origin of the Christian festival of Easter. And Ostera was a Germanic goddess of spring and dawn who had a rabbit by her side as a companion and carried magical eggs that regenerated life. Now, many people today still decorate eggs. We do it ourselves. They eat chocolate eggs to mark the arrival of spring at Easter. Now, thinking green for a moment, spring's a great time to start sowing seeds as well. Now, how about looking at sowing seeds in eggshells. Now many seeds are fast growing. They're easy and inexpensive to grow and there's no better way to celebrate spring than sowing some seeds. Now if you're a friend of wildlife, have a look at sowing some special seeds for pollinators. Put them in eggshell planters and start a new family tradition. These containers are biodegradable, they supply the growing plant with nutrients and can be placed directly in the soil at transplant time. And they're free to those of us that already eat eggs. And if you have laying a hen eggs, like I do, that's even better. Now starting seeds in eggshell planters at Easter time is such a sweet and traditional symbol of the season. And growing flowers in them over many weeks is so much more satisfying and eco-friendly than a Cadbury's cream egg. Although I have to say, I am a bit partial to a Cadbury's cream egg. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. That's been another edition of Trials and Tribulations. 
Now, if you liked it, please subscribe and follow. But until next time, keep it green. <laughs>